If you're listening to this episode, I bet you're wondering what behaviors you're doing that keep you from getting your needs met and ending up in situationship after situationship. I got you. I've created a situationship quiz and I'm so excited about it. Take the quiz to discover more behaviors and more tips for navigating situationships because I know you're in more than one right now. No judgment, boo-boo. I used to have five situationships at a time. Yes. So you're not alone. You can find the quiz at www.dontea.co forward slash quiz. That's D-O-N-T-E-A dot C-O forward slash quiz. I'll drop it in the show notes as well. Okay, back to the episode. On today's episode, we're going to talk about how intimacy equals sex and how sex does not equal intimacy. So let's get into it. Hi loves, I'm Dantea Mitchell-Hunter and this is Detox Therapy. Even though I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, this show is not a replacement for therapy. If you find yourself needing a therapist, search for one in your area. If you want to work with me, however, and you live in the state of Washington, Georgia, or DC, go to my website at www.soireesintherapy.com and book your free 15-minute consultation. The reason why it's important to talk about the difference between intimacy and sexual intimacy is because a lot of times we believe that we are building intimacy, which I often refer to as emotional intimacy, through the acts of sex. And so when we do that, we're not focusing on how to build emotional intimacy, which is like trust and vulnerability, right? Instead, we're thinking if we have physical intimacy, the rest will come and it won't unless we work on it. So that is why it's important. And the other thing is I want to talk about the four schemes I've identified that a lot of us black women do when we find ourselves in these failed relationships, situationships, whatever. And so I'm going to talk about what those are later on in the podcast, and I'm going to talk about how to avoid those four common schemes so we can keep our self-worth intact. So let me give you an example of a situation where I was trying to build emotional intimacy through sexual intimacy. Story time. All right. So let me tell you about one of the times where I tried to create intimacy through sex when I thought I was actually creating like intimacy outside of sex and you know we're we're building on to something because I just know this person is gonna be with me so let's journey back and this was my freshman year in college and I met this guy and as soon as I saw him I was like yep he's gonna be my husband He's gonna be my husband, right? I just knew it. You couldn't tell me anything differently. This guy was gonna be with me. I was gonna be with him. It's a wrap, right? So at that time, like we'll discover most of my stories. (laughs) At that time, I was in a relationship and when I'm in a relationship, I'm pretty committed, you know? So I, like I, maybe I will go somewhere where there will be other guys there, but I won't, I won't do anything. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be very like, I have a boyfriend and 
I'll play the game, whatever. Like if there's like a drinking game, I'll do all that. But I'm not about to like cross the line, you know. Didn't mean I wasn't thinking like this guy will be my guy. I don't know how, I don't know when we are going to be together. So as fate would have it, uh, my boyfriend at the time, we ended our relationship mm, not too long after that. That's a Now that is a whole other story. I'll talk about that in another episode because um, it is pretty intense. Maybe like an episode on toxic relationships. Anyways, so like toxic, like like abusive. So um, anyways, back to this, this uh, my, my college, like we're going to get married guy. I go over to, you know, I went to Spelman. So I went over to the Morehouse Suites and I was with my, my really good friend and she liked one of the guys there and um, his friend was the guy who was like, yes, you and I must make a pack. Like, you know what I mean? Like him and I. So we get there, hanging out, whatever. Um, fast forward, like I said before, we, my boyfriend and I ended up breaking up. So then this guy, I, God, I don't know how we got back into each other's lives. I'm not really sure. I think, I, I don't really know. Maybe we communicated on Facebook. I'm not really sure. The point is we reconnected and I was like, okay, this is, this is it. This is my chance. We're going to get back together or <laughs> back together. See how like obsessed I was. We're going to make this thing official. Okay. So we would hang out and I would, in my mind, I was like, okay, we're going to hang out. And then really soon he's going to ask me to be his girlfriend and be the bop, you know, like where this is a wrap. That didn't happen. You know, now I was a freshman. He was a sophomore. So I like two months in, we're hanging out and he still hasn't asked me to be his girlfriend. However, in my mind, we're together. Like I'm doing everything that I can to get you to see that you and I should be together. I'm doing things like, you know, um, hey, I'm at Jasmine's, whatever. Do you want something to eat? I'll bring it to you. Right. Like in. I didn't have a car. So to get from Jasmine's to the Morehouse Suites is at least, at least a 15-minute walk, maybe 20 minutes, at least a 15-minute walk. So I'm going to carry these fries to you so you can eat when you weren't even really thinking about me. I would, he, you know, he would call me. It's that classic thing of um, you may ask him to hang out and he may be unavailable. However, when he texts you to hang out, you are like, oh yeah, I'm available. I can get over there. So I would go over there to think I'm going to spend some quality time with him. And in fact, he actually is leaving in like 10 minutes. Like, in fact, he is getting ready to go out to the movies with another girl, right? So imagine to my surprise, I, you know, cancel my plans with my friends. Oh, I got to go because, you know, he wants to see me. And I get over there, you know, put on your best outfit, right? Get over there. And he's like literally picking out his clothes. I'm like, oh, are you going somewhere? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to the movies with my with my uh, Spellman sister. And I'm just like, what? He's like, oh, I thought I was coming here so we could hang out. He was like, oh, no, I just I just wanted to say hi. I just want to you know, see how you're doing. You wanted me to walk 15 to 20 minutes just to see how I'm doing? 
But of course, what do you say? What do you tell yourself? Oh, well, it's so it's so nice. He just wanted to see me, you know? So that's helped. for me, that's like confirmation that, oh, we are trying to build something, right? So basically that would just happen over and over again. There was another time when um, I spent the night at his house. I mean, this is years in. Like I dated this guy from freshman year <laughs> to senior year. So another time, I think it was in following year, um, I I was like, okay, winter break's coming up. I'm, you know, forget this guy. Like, I'm not going to speak to him. Like, we're not going anywhere. This is dumb. Like, I'm trying to do all these things to get him to choose me. And still he's, like, keeping me on a string and I only see him so often. And he doesn't always text back. So I decided, you know, the classic thing you do when you're trying to get someone, you don't speak to them. So over the whole winter break, I didn't speak to him. Like, I didn't, I wouldn't text him back. None of that. When we get back from winter break, he was like, oh, where have you been? Like, I really missed you. Like, you were ignoring me. So then we start hanging out again, right? This time he lives off campus. So we're hanging out again. And just as fate would have it, you know, I would. I went over there. And I don't know how this happened. I must have, I was probably standing next to his closet or something like that. And he, I had seen like two movie tickets, right? Two movie ticket stubs. And I was like, oh, this is the movie that you told me about. Like, you told me you went to the movies. And you told me you saw this movie. You said the movie was was, uh, was a good movie. And I'm like, but there are two movie tickets. I was like, did you go on a date? He was like, I mean, yeah, but, you know, we don't talk anymore what do you mean? <laughs> like, what do you mean? I'm the girl that has been waiting for you to choose me. We've never gone to the movies. Never. We've never gone to the movies. We've never gone on a date. None of that. And I'm finding the movie tickets from someone else and you going together. Right. So I was just like heartbroken, really upset. I was really mad. And he, of course, made like professions to, um, take us to the movies, right? All that bullshit. And so I thought I was back in there, right? So now I'm trying to like (sighs) threaten him that I'll leave again if we don't get together. You know, I'm being passive aggressive. I'm, I'm yelling, right? I'm just, I'm becoming less and less of myself because all of my time and all my energy and all my focus is to get this guy to see me as being the one to choose, right? So that was, man, that was four years of my life when I did that with him. Like it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot, like a lot. And I don't want to get into, into too much of it right now because I want to make sure I stay on track with the topic of today on how us as women, we will think that because I'm having sex with this person, clearly we're we're building a relationship, right? Like, because we are in the bed, we are, you know, doing things, trying new moves, whatever, whatever it is, you know, he calls me after the party. So that means that, you know, we're together. That means he's thinking about me. He can go home with any of those other girls at the party, but yet he was texting me the whole time and he chose to text me to come over afterwards. Right. So we must, I must be important enough to, be the one that he will soon choose. That's not how it works, though. It's just not how it works. If we're not building intimacy, like um, vulnerability and sharing stories about uh, things that made us sad, things that made us happy, our plans, 
like in our personal future plans, you know, we are uh, trusting each other with things. We are showing up for each other outside of the penetration of sex, right? That's when you build intimacy. So for me, I was trying to build that outside of sex. I was trying to share with him my day. I was trying to introduce him to my friends. I was trying to ask him about his family. I was trying to remember the family birthdays, right? So I can get the gift and say, here, give this to your mom and and things like that. Trying to build that intimacy, not paying attention to how he wasn't trying to build that, you know, asking me, um, what's your class schedule this semester is not building the intimacy that I was wanting, that I think most of us don't stop to pay attention to, like how far is this person taking on the, you know, wanting to build something outside of just, hey, it's, um, you know, 10 p.m., 11 p.m., what are you doing tonight? Oh, nothing, oh, you wanna come over? You know, and there's nothing wrong with having that type of relationship, nothing at all, I've also lived that life too. What I'm saying is when we know we want something more than just sex, when we know we want something that is more long-term, something that's more honest and um, committed and not just we see each other when we want to like take our clothes off, you know what I mean? Then that's when we have to really pay attention to it because if we're not getting that, that's when like these unhealthy behaviors that I will talk about start to appear. And then w- one day you're like, I don't even recognize myself. Like I'm so anxious. I'm so frustrated. I'm always talking to my friends about this guy and how it's not going the way I want it to go. And like, you know, we get tired of that. So I want to make sure that we know we don't have to keep doing that. We don't have to get into these unhealthy behaviors to try to force a situationship, which which was what I had with him for sure. (laughs) It was definitely a situationship where we're not trying to force a situationship into a relationship. How, how do we know when we have a situationship and how can we avoid those, these four common behaviors when we find ourselves in one? You know what I mean? So let's talk about it. Let's talk about what is a situationship? The way I define a situationship is where two people come together and there's a shared interest, right? So maybe I'm in this situationship with you because I want sex and I like the companionship of it. Um, I want someone who's around, but I don't have to be responsible for all of the actions as one would if I was an exclusive relationship. I may be in a situationship because I really like you and the only way I can get close to you is to be in a situationship even though I really want a real relationship with you. However, this is all that you're giving me, so I'm just going to I'm just going to hope that things will change. I'm going to hope that one day you'll see as I did with my situation that you'll see that you should choose me. Right? Situationship could be emotionally based. You know, so it's like a friend that I talk to all the time. I might really like them, but I'm not really going to say it because we're because we said that we're friends. But yet, you know what I mean? But yeah, we're sharing like emotional intimacy. And, you know, if one of us was to say or if you were to say you like me back, then it's on. Right. So a situationship is just a relationship with with no intention to take it to the next level. That's how I define it. Now let's talk about those four schemes that will tell you 
that you are in a failed relationship. So when we find ourselves doing these four things, it is a sign that you are in a failed, unhealthy relationship. Scheme number one, fake it till you make it, right? So if you want to be his girlfriend, then act like his girlfriend. That's what I did, right? I did all the things that one would do if you want, if you are a girlfriend. So then let me do that. And then eventually we'll get there. Scheme number two, always available. So whenever they text you, you make yourself completely available, even if you had other plans. Because on the reverse, on the flip side, right? They're not always available. They give you what they can. So when they hit you up, you're not about to risk it, right? You're going to be like, yep, I'm 100% available. Number three, subtweet. So it's when we are kind of like dropping crumbs, dropping hints that there's a problem, but I'm not really going to outright say it. I'm not going to be direct about it, right? You're going to have to kind of pick up on my, on my subtle clues, my subtle hints. So not direct, just kind of being like, ah, you know, there might be an issue, you know, you'll miss me when I'm gone type thing, but not really saying it directly that there's a problem. Number four, tit for tat, right? So that's when we mirror the behavior that we do not like. So if he only texts you, let's say after 10 p.m., then you're not going to text back until after 10 p.m. If he only texts you on Fridays, you're only going to text him on Fridays. If he sends you a text, you text back, and then he responds to that text three hours later, what are you going to do? Not respond for three hours later. So just give it some thought, you know, like, are you thinking about like, oh, dang, I'm actually, I actually do all those things in a relationship. Maybe it's a situationship that I'm in right now. If you find yourself doing these behaviors consistently, it's a sign that you're in a failed relationship. And it's also a sign that you're putting your self-worth at risk. When we do these things, because I've been there, as you have heard from the story, when we do these things, we are actually putting our self-worth in the hands of the other, right? Instead of keeping it with us where it belongs. Self-worth is everything, especially for us, especially for us as Black women. It's everything. So many times we look externally, we look outside of ourselves to gain self-worth. So for me, talking about this is very important because I want us to continue to work on ourselves and how can we make ourselves happy and how can we show ourselves love. So we did it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sticking to the end. I would love to hear your thoughts. Send your questions in and I would love to continue to have these conversations. So see you in the next episode.